Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. We're going to talk about this week's sponsor, Joe's Shrimp Shack. Joe's Shrimp Shack has the finest shrimp all the way from Plymouth, Minnesota. That's in the metro down by Minneapolis, St. Paul. They will ship anywhere in the nation the sweetest and freshest shrimp. You can check their website, joeshrimpshack.com, for amazing deals like the very popular blackberry shrimp, fire red cherry shrimp, or even snowball shrimp if you have black sand in your tank. I would like to have some snowball shrimp because I bet you they would do well out here in my front yard with all the damn snow. They're shrimp. I mean, you were Googling, you know, snowballs, ho-hos, and ding-dongs. This is shrimp for your aquarium, Jimmy. Look at me. I eat a lot of ho-hos, ding-dongs, and things like that. How could you? I know. Stick to Twinkies. Do it. Go to joeshrimpshack.com for 10% off using promo code AquariumGuys at checkout. It supports the show and allows you to get some dank shrimp. And he's got 10% off, so get out there and spend some money. Just a little bit. And don't forget our charity of choice. Ho, ho, ho. Big Rich. That was a Santa Claus ho, ho, ho. Uh, well, you know a, that. It's very close to Christmas and stuff, but Big Rich over there in Ohio. The Ohio Fish Rescue needs some love. They just purchased two amazing tanks from the Bellagio Hotel in Las Vegas. It was on the show Tanked, and they actually had to haul them and transport them. There's multiple YouTube videos showing their struggles and their back pains. Please consider donating to them, OhioFishRescue.com. You can buy a t-shirt, donate on anything like PayPal, GoFundMe, or uh, just call them and tell them you love them. I got tanked at the Bellagio one time. It's kind of fun. Not not the same thing. No, Okay. Not the same Just thing. checking. All right, let's kick that podcast. Welcome to the Aquarium Guys Podcast with your hosts, Jim Colby and Rob Zolson. Welcome one and all to the Aquarium Guys Podcast. Today, you know, we're going to do something not very aquarium-like. So I once upon a time watched the show uh, uh, How to Buy a Zoo, I think it was, something like that. Oh, do you remember that movie? Yes, Leave it to Beaver. No, no, no. no. It was literally a movie beginning to end of uh, I Bought a Zoo, I think it was called, right? We Bought a Zoo. We Bought a Zoo? Yeah, we bought a Zoo. Yeah. Right. So this is way better. We have Dusty from Vergas, Minnesota with, uh, I'm going to pronounce this correctly, Trowbridge Creek Zoo. That's correct. I always want to say toe, but it is there's an R in it. Yeah. So thanks for coming on the podcast, man. And, and some people say troll. Troll. Bridge. <laughs> I like that better. It, it is kind of cooler, but yeah, it's it's not the name of the lake, so. Well, thanks for joining the podcast. We <laughs> hey, have so I like, much. I like uh, Troll Bridge better, actually. I know. They, they pay a toll to get in. I mean, it only makes sense. That's right. You should put some trolls underneath a bridge and just scare <laughs> the crap out of kids. Boogity, boogity, boogity. That's a good idea. So thanks for coming out again. And again, I'm your host, Rob Zolson. Hey, I'm Jim Colby. And I'm Adam Elmashar. Hey, Adam. How's it going down there in southern Minnesota? Pretty good. He gets all we the nice weather. Our blizzard. You had a blizzard on Saturday also up here, and it was cold. And dank and angry. Dank is <laughs> dank, no, not dank. <laughs> dank's, not, dank's not a word. Not 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 in that scenario. Oh, okay. I'm just, they did, changed did it. My generation move? changed it for you. Yeah. Yes. We did giggled Jim, it on the inner tubes. There you go. That's all we need. Jim learned a new word. Dank. Dank. Yeah. He learned it in the advertisement this week. Yeah. Just before we got that blizzard, it was a cold front that came through that was named after my ex-wife. Oh. And, and that was cold and bitter and angry and in your face. It's okay, you guys. This is each week. This is Jim's therapy. Just it to is. let you know. I can't afford to. I can't afford to go to therapy anymore because she took all my freaking money. Everything in time, sir. <laughs> all right. So now you guys are my my therapy. So let's get this on. So this week we're going to be talking a little bit outside the aquarium. I think that everybody should look outside just normal aquarium, typical aquarium places to look. Like we've had the DNR as a wonderful podcast. We learned breeding secrets and how they do things on a budget. On a budget from 1951. There's a lot of things that the traditional Aquarius can learn from non-traditional points, and I think it's wonderful to have a 
privately owned zoo owner on here to learn some uh, secrets about maybe business management and maybe we can convince him to uh, put a you know small aquariums in there get something going so uh you know we'll go halfway we'll meet you here and then you'll meet us there right yep of course so, Wonderful. so did you bring any wolves or anything along today? Uh, I thought about bringing a lemur, but... Ooh, we should have brought a lemur, because yeah. Robbie's got cats, and I don't think that would be fun for Right, it would be a change. <laughs> Instead of having your puppy shit on you, it'll be a, you know, some sort of primate. My ex-wife again, cool. you know, I'll talk about <laughs> another primate pooping on me there. That's, so, I'm a lot of bitterness. Whoa, 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 we get cute points here. Anybody that has a, you know, a puppy or kitten, they get higher viewership. So, Jimmy, please tell us about your new puppy. Uh, well, Robbie sent me the, the top... 20 podcasts in Canada, and we made uh, number 15. And the only people that beat us were all the people that own dogs. So last week I bought a puppy just so we can move up in the rankings. Darn right. So your puppy is named Moose. Is that correct? His name is Moose. He's angry at the world. He's chewing up cords and, and stealing slippers and stuff like that. Things that puppy does. So go to our Facebook page. I'll make sure that uh, if not Jim does it, we'll make sure that Jen posts a picture of the puppy. A Moose. So a couple updates before we get into the interview, because we have to update our audience, right? Um, we're not going to take emails this week. We did get a few, however, but uh, we want to put out there that we had some people that are interested in Charlie the Catfish. Cool. Let's get rid of that thing. So after the last podcast, we said that it's open for anybody and they have to pay shipping. So all they're waiting for, Jimmy, is you to get pictures for these poor people. I have to go down there with a wrangling net to get him out, and I need help. I need like six or seven strong people to help me out. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. So we're going to get you those pictures. And, uh, you know, first come, first serve. we got a couple people that message on Facebook. So go to our Facebook page again, Aquarium Guys. Uh, podcast group and uh, you'll see some pictures of it if they don't take them it's still on the board you know he's got to get pictures out there and one thing i want to throw out there too is that that i have not mailed out the plant bulbs yet because we have been in the extreme 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 cold 15 below 20 below for a high i did check into it we can't mail these plant bulbs uh and let them freeze and so uh we're working on getting some uh, better packaging to send them out to you we haven't forgot about you they're they're on their way uh now the end of our week we're supposed to warm up so we'll get them sent out to you that end you ordered the first batch of podcast or uh, podcast or the first batch of bulbs and a friend of yours put them in the tank to sprout them already for that's you. right I, I i brought them in i brought in like 100 plant bulbs and i was going to uh send them out and when i got there she goes hey i threw them in a tank for you so they'd sprout for you and they were all like four or five inches already so can't I had to, send living plants you're right i had to reorder so they are here. They are at my house. I'm just waiting for it to warm up a little bit. I only got like a couple text messages from the uh, group, so they're, they're waiting. Well, they're going to get them. They're wanting their bulbs. And if you're angry about it, just just uh, call Rob uh, in the middle of the night and yell at him. I don't care. Well, we have this uh, wonderful place where you can complain. Go to our uh, website, AquariumGuysPodcast.com. On the bottom of the website, you'll see Discord. Discord's a chat opportunity, and we have a pile of people, well, uh, deep into three digits of people on here, continually, all hours of the night, because we have people in, you know, UK, Australia, so the party never stops the Aquarium Guys Discord. Go on there and complain. You know, you get to talk to Jimmy directly if you're if he's feeling in a good mood. I was on it just before Christmas. I should probably go on there and harass some people. You can. You'll see the Arnold memes and all the goodies. That's not very nice, by the way. So also, you'd be looking, there's an upcoming t-shirt that we're going to be doing, and it's Jimmy's uh, face that's deep fried as a meme, saying I'm going to punch you in the throat. So look forward to those t-shirts. They're going to go on sale very soon. <laughs> I am going to get myself a whole bunch of those and just shoot them out of my freaking rocket t-shirt cannon. cannon. T-shirt cannon. Exactly. Yes. And I, Wait, I, we have t-shirt cannons? We no. are now. Jimmy said so. I am. Okay. You know, we got a few things in the budget we got to, you know, talk about. But I think it'd be fun to hand out t-shirt cannon or t-shirts to people from a t-shirt cannon from about six feet away. Right, <clears throat> right. In I the have throat. a list of people we can shoot them at. There, there we go. But I already know where my ex-wife lives, so don't worry about that one. I got it covered. <laughs> we need to talk about therapy. I, but Dusty, thank <laughs> you again for joining us in the podcast. Yes, you're welcome. So I'm going to try to give a little <laughs> overview, and please edit where you see fit. I'm just going to 
do my best here. Okay. So a few years ago, you decided that you're not going to buy a zoo. You're going to build a zoo. Correct. So what? let's just start there at the beginning of this whole operation. What you know induced the idea that I need to make a zoo in my front yard? Right. Well, uh, I tell a lot of people this. It, it actually started as a hobby, and it got out of control. And I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate to that. But uh, it, it started... It's uh, like he's a fish guy. <laughs> just going to say that, yeah. It, it all started 20 years ago now. Back in 2000, I decided to uh, buy a couple white-tailed deer to raise just as a hobby, like I said. And... Uh, so I got deer at first, and that moved into elk and buffalo, and just for fun, not for the just for fun, amazingly yeah. tasty backstraps. Right, yeah, just for just for fun, something in the backyard. After a while, uh, you know, met some other exotic animal people, and uh, worked out a deal and got a kangaroo. Where do you meet these people? Let's start that. <laughs> what, cl- what club are you clubbing at? Well, these places. We, oh. we have some unique people in a fish uh, fish hobby. Where do you find people to get a kangaroo or anything else crazy there, for there, that example? There is some uh, exotic animal sales. Most of them in Minnesota are more like sheep and goat sales, but, you know. So you have to travel out of state for these things? Most of the time I do, yes. So yeah. where to? Give us some examples. Um, uh, I go to Missouri a lot. Um. I've gotten stuff out of Texas, New York. I've sold stuff to Florida, Michigan, kind of all literally over the everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So you're just part of this like you know weirdos fan club network, and you just yeah. go where the we, where the we, freaks are. Yeah, we just call ourselves animal people or exotic animal people. I've been and, to a couple of those, yeah. and they're dressed up in costumes. And that's a furry thing. So yeah, I, you have to make sure when you're looking at these, no furries. You're looking for animal people. All animal right. People. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And I've had some people that have been down in the Missouri one. Now, yeah. is, is that the one that's two or three days long? Yeah, it's it's. I, mean, two, so I thought that two was days in Iowa. In the, Ohio has one as well. There's uh, one in Ohio, one in Missouri. There's one or two in Tennessee. Texas has a couple. Um, Florida has one. But yeah, there's there's quite a few exotic animal sales around the country. So what's the craziest thing you've ever seen go through the auction? Well, well, well before that, have you ever seen an upside down catfish like right next to Jimmy there? Look at that. You, you don't train that type of stupidity. Look at that. No, no. You, I would think there's something wrong with them. So uh, hold that thought. We are in a, now a new podcast studio. We moved it to another side of my house to expand a little more space. So we have a 75-gallon aquarium full of rescue fish. And Fluffy the catfish is a giant squeaker sedantus. And it decides that it wants to be an upside-down catfish because it looks like this. And I'll send pictures on Facebook all the time. So uh, I had decided to take that moment before he flips over. Yeah, sure. But back to the question. So the question, what was the... the like, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen at the thing? auction? Um, I don't know if it's crazy. People don't bring them anymore, but giraffes will come up. Um, the last one I saw, they didn't actually bring it to the sale barn. It was like video auction okay. type deal. And it was bred female. And I believe it was $260,000 she sold for. Whoa. Yeah. Holy cow. How, can we How much was she? 260000 but okay, it, I was gonna say I heard that a regular giraffe is about a hundred grand. Um, male, young males, you can get about forty-five grand now. Um, and they're coming down. There no, they're go. going up. <laughs> uh, years ago, I, I I know a guy that paid twenty grand for one, but yeah, they've gone up since then. Owie. And uh, the the cheapest female I've heard of was uh seventy-five grand. So I mean, how do you transport something that's that tall? I mean, I've I've seen the bad movies where they're you know they go under the overpass and decapitate the darn giraffe. I mean, <laughs> it, that's it's got to be a, a, a huge thing to yeah. undertaking. To well, me. like a, a young giraffe, you know, six to eight feet tall. You can get you know my my camel trailer is seven foot tall, so okay. it would handle that. Uh, if you're hauling a full size giraffe, you got to find somebody with a giraffe trailer or exotic animal trailer, and they are I want to say fourteen to six. 
Probably they're probably fourteen feet tall. Yeah, I was gonna say most of the overpasses I see in the area, you know, are all seventeen tall yeah. or so. And so, yeah, I imagine you have to get underneath the overpasses. One yeah. Time. Well, fun fact, right? I did a bit of research, and there are a select few animals that are kosher for uh, you know Jewish purposes, and uh, <laughs> giraffes are kosher. Oh, all yeah. right. Split huff and chew the cud. You know, so if you do hit one on the overpass, at least you know you can. <laughs> Pack it up for a nice Jewish family. Sure. Wow, so you can make some giraffe hot dogs. Perfect. I can only imagine that a $45,000 animal, though, that might be a bit, a bit cost of a steak. Yeah. You know what? It's amazing when, when, when people talk about kosher, and I know I, I was in the grocery business for, for a lot of years, all the equipment is blessed before they start making you know the, the product in, in that particular uh, I want to be that area. rabbi. I just go in, it's like, yep, this pickle palette's good. We just Here's your quota for the next pickle palettes. I was told, I have a friend... Uh, down in Minneapolis, and and what they do is on on uh, one particular day of that week, they come in there and they totally tear everything down and clean it and disinfect everything. And then is it or the rabbi? I'm sorry if I'm screwing this up. Rabbi, the rabbi, rabbi comes in and blesses it. He told me how much they spend to for the rabbi to come in and bless it, and it is an amazing amount amazing amount how much money they spend on it and then they come in and they, and they produce the uh, the kosher hot dogs and the different things like that and then the next day it's just back up and running as a regular butcher shop but it's just incredible how much money is spent on, on to make a kosher product just that much more for a for draft don't worry we'll get into business together <laughs> that's all we're saying sure <laughs> so you decided to start a, a zoo because you're having a collection yeah yeah but it's got to be more than that i mean um, i have i have a lot of fish i don't want to start an aquarium yet jimmy yeah. I'm not helping you. Damn. Yeah. I got you. Don't worry. It was, I, you know, and that, like I said, I've got other animal friends. A lot of them were either had a zoo or starting up a zoo. So, um, so this is a common thing. I mean, more than we figure. Yeah. Because no yeah. one hears about people starting a zoo. Right. And I, I'd say in the last 10 years or so, there's a lot of newer zoos like myself starting up. Um, for instance, uh, a- Animal Adventure Park in uh, upstate New York. Um, remember shout April, out April the giraffe that uh was a big YouTube hit. A I few do. Years ago. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Funny story for that is uh owner Jordan Patch. Well, I'm Facebook friends with him. You know, just because we're both animal people. Clearly. Um, a couple months before that went viral, he he made a post. He's he was wondering if any of his friends you know did uh wireless cameras. He wanted to set it up in his draft barn, and he must have figured that out obviously and put it on YouTube. Ta-da. And, you know, well, we're gonna have to get on it, man. Yeah, thousands. You got of people some later. ridiculously cute creatures. Yeah. So again, you had a you started to get a collection. You know, you have kids, so you, you're a stay-at-home dad. Uh, my or you wife, had to quit my, your job. My wife's a stay-at-home mom. Stay-at-home mom. Yeah. So d- what did you do before a zoo? I I got a farming background, so you were a handyman farmer all in the area. Yeah, I think all farmers are kind of jack of all trades. So, Pretty much, you got to uh, fix it anyway. Right. I mean. Yeah, and it's cheaper to do it yourself than to. So rather than farming, you'd rather scoop kangaroo poo. Um, yeah, it was dairy farming, and anybody that knows cattle, there's a lot of crap. I mean, a lot of crap. <laughs> I grew up on the farm. I have to agree with him. Yeah. A lot of crap. Yeah. Bovine in general, just, just not Not what you want to be in. Yeah. A lot of bull. <laughs> <laughs> because all, all those cows got 19 stomachs or something like that, and, and they're busy all the time. Yeah. So the light bulb went off. You were talking to some of these people. They're starting zoos. Like, what if I could start a zoo? And so yeah, how do you make a business plan with that? They're all successful. Um. Again, I, I talk to my animal friends. Like, okay, like the the let's say uh, Brainerd, for instance. You know, um, I, I can't remember what the population. Let's say twenty thousand. Right. And uh, they were getting like twenty thousand visitors a year. Um, Bemidji, 
Same deal, 13,000, 13, you know, so that's kind of your... So you, you, you kinda, use other people's metrics to go, they have X people, this yep. is how many people can show up. Yep. So you have a kind of an estimation of numbers. Yep. And you just decided, well, let's give this a try. Worst case scenario, I already have a bunch of weird animals. Right. I was halfway there. So. You know, it's not that big of a risk and you did the research. So let's pretend that Robbie is going to open up an aquarium, mm-hmm. right? In the area, there's probably what? 30,000 people through all the small lake area, I'm yep. assuming, because there are, what, 10 in, 10 in Detroit Lakes, and then yeah. probably another 20 for all the small. Yep. See, small I, I, I went off Detroit Lakes population. They're, they're just under 10,000, so that's the number I went off, in, and that's what we hit the first year is 10,000 people. Fantastic. So, so if you have a populace of it, you're just expecting with all the vacationers in our area yep. that it'll meet the, the exact population, give or take. Yep, give or take, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I would have not uh, expected any of those numbers just be on the outside yeah, for business. Yeah, so that, that gives you a number for a formula. you got X amount of people times whatever your admission rate is. How much money are you going to generate selling uh, admission, you know? And then, then you, of course, there's a cost involved of course. as well. And um, Shots, licenses with the USDA. There's yep. all types of feeds. Feed. Vet bills for the stuff that you vet can't bills, take care of. Advertising's a big one. Mar- uh, yeah, a whole marketing, marketing budget. Yeah. Without that, people don't know it's even there. Right. Otherwise, you're going to a bunch of city chamber meetings saying, I have a zoo. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what, yeah. was it a was it a huge problem to go and try to get licensed for all this and stuff? I mean, did you get some 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 flyback on you? Two of the licenses I had already. That's uh with the Board of Animal Health with all the cervids, all the deer species, and another one is a fur bears license with Minnesota DNR. All of them, uh, Whole new deal. Yeah, and those two are, are pretty easy, you know. They're, yeah, the hard one is the the USDA exhibitors license. Um, oh, the USDA licenses are a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a pre license inspection. So that you get three you get three pre license inspections. Okay. So I I applied in uh, January before the, the winter before we planned on opening. Um, I think they came out April sometime, and uh, you know we, it was like a five hour inspection. And this is pre-license, and, and and they charge you every time they come out, right? Or, I mean, or is this no, a it's, it's a fee? yearly license fee. Okay, yeah. So after that first initial inspection, she gave me a list of things I needed to do, and it was like a, I had to, you know, come up with another five grand to fix all the stuff she wanted done, you know. And uh, but I I did that, and then they uh, she came, I, I was like, okay, I'm ready. Come, you know, let's do the second inspection. Came back, did the second one. There was a few minor things, so uh, uh, I was able to fix those overnight. They actually stayed in town, just came back the next day, and you know, approved me and everything. So, Ta-da. so you pulled an all nighter. Yeah. Well, so, it wasn't too bad. I, okay. I, it was just a few minor things, you know. But um, for those that don't know about the USDA, the USDA is probably the hardest one to work with. USDA uh, regulates a lot, a lot of crap. So one of the things that you told me, Jimmy, was if you're going to bring in turtles. The USDA mandates that you have to have a turtle over four inches because of cell uh, salmonella issues. Correct. So the idea. Start on that bullshit. (laughs) Calm down, Adam. Settle down, Adam. Calm down. So the idea for the USDA doing this is kids are more likely, especially small children, to take a turtle and put them in their mouth. So their thought behind this process is that they'll take a four-inch turtle and they're less likely to put them in their mouth. Let me tell you that that's a pile of crap. So if you're having a turtle, that the baby turtle versus a five-inch turtle. They have the same risk for salmonella. Mm-hmm. You know, when I dealt with the USDA, I had read a whole bunch about uh, stuff on it. You have a better chance of getting salmonella poisoning from the from the chicken juice from the meat market from your local you know grocery store just by just by touching the meat. You have a better chance of that than you do of getting salmonella from a turtle. And um, when we were down in Florida, 
we went into a lot of pet stores. And when we, uh, we were down there with my buddy Mark, we were, we were going, decided one day we're going to rip off the page uh, of the Yellow Pages. And for you people who don't know what the Yellow Pages is, that's a phone book. <laughs> it's what Jimmy uses to sit on in his pickup so he can drive. Yeah, so I can see over the steering wheel. <laughs> Piece of crud. Punch you in the throat. <laughs> So we, we went in all these different uh, pet stores, but every pet store in Florida had one and a half, two inch little turtle, baby turtles. And their law is, is that you can, you can have them uh, for educational purposes only mm-hmm. and you can sell them. for educa- So if you have a daycare, you can take home four little turtles to teach your kids. And so we brought that back to Minnesota and it didn't fly for nothing. Uh, we brought back a few turtles and put them in a, a pet store. They came in and said, you can't do it. And we said, well... You know, Florida's doing it. And they said that's too bad, yep. a- and uh, they asked us to quit doing it, and we quit doing it, and we parted as friends. Sure, parted as friends. Sure, yeah, we did. So yeah, the USDA has a lot of ridiculous legalities, licenses, and I think that's probably the hardest. Is that the same for you? That USDA is the hardest. It yeah, it's the hardest. And yeah, since that initial pre-license inspection, I, I get inspected yearly. They can come anytime. Well, kind of like a health inspector. I mean, right? They'll they're gonna they're gonna check your Chinese food. They're gonna check a zoo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, excluding weekends, you know, week weekdays, uh, seven a.m. or well, yeah, seven a.m. They 7 are a government agency. In fact, they probably had the day off, which was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Did you have the day off yeah. today, Rob? I certainly did. Piece of crap. <laughs> Get jealous. <laughs> yeah. Today's so, Martin Luther King Day, by the way. If you're listening to this podcast at a later date, right? What animals did you start out with when you opened the zoo? Like, what was your your list? Right? Um, I I wanted to get some of the the main popular ones: zebras, camels, kangaroos. Um, we start with we had alligators, wolves, bobcats. Uh, so let's pick out a couple of those, right? Sure. Wolves are the most uh, most you know shocked. Like wow, wolves! What type of wolves do you have? They are tundra wolves. Oh, the white ones. They're they're like a nah. smaller arctic wolf. If that, is that correct? Um, arctic wolves are the white ones. Tundra wolves. They they're you know they probably look like a. a like a timber dirty, wolf, like really. a dirty, dirty wolf. Yeah. Like a dirty, yeah. dirty wolf. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, we we got some that are darker and some that are lighter. We got four right now. And so yeah. being at your place, I think that's just incredible seeing uh, seeing the wolves, and they do act like puppies essentially. How they seem to react with you, I'm assuming that they're not that way with everybody. But it's uh it's really interesting seeing that at the zoo in person. Yeah, yeah. People are like, well, that's a dangerous animal there, and well, it is. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, we hand raise those from pups. I myself. Do go in there generally and play with them, and they're just like big dogs, really, to be honest with you. So what other critters did you have starting out? Because you've expanded since then. Yeah, um, I think we had uh, Cotamundis, um, like I said, the white-tailed deer, elk, some other exotic deer, fallow deer, seeked deer, munchjacks. You did have a petting zoo? Yep, petting zoo, you know, typical farm animals right. and whatnot, yeah. Yeah, I, I got mugged there. You got mugged? I got mugged at the goddamn petting zoo. Oh, please tell the story. <laughs> I'm, I, it's kind of embarrassing. Is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. let's hear it. We you already heard your phone book story. Yeah. yeah. But, so so anyway, my wife has some family from down in Minneapolis. And they came up and, and we drove by one of the uh, signs out on the Highway 10 here. And, and uh, they said, we should go over there. I said, absolutely. And so we went over there one, I think it was one Sunday afternoon, the four of us went. And we went, walked around, looked at everything. And then we went over by the petting zoo. And my wife is from the Minneapolis area and not a farm girl. Mm-hmm. And, and so she goes up with her, with her hand cupped with some of the, the feed that we bought yep. to feed the animals. And the first thing the little pony did was try to, to bite her fingers. I don't think he was biting her fingers, but, you know, you have to have your hand flat in order for them to try to bite the finger. Right. And so me being a he-man, I said, sweetheart, let me show you how to, how to do this. Because I grew up on the farm and I'm tough. And I go over there and, and I 
make my hand completely flat and put the food on there, and the, the, the thing went for my fingers immediately. And a little dickhead. And, it knew you were going to punch it in the throat. Yeah, and, and so this is, this is a little, tiny Shetland pony that stands up maybe, what, three feet? Oh, if that, yeah. 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 I don't. Yeah. No, I'm, don't, it's bigger than that. <laughs> Just not a, oh, I, yeah, it's like that. six it, It's like yeah. a Clydesdale, yeah. people, if you're listening. <laughs> it hauled Budweiser as we speak. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so... Uh, Anyway, a- after being accosted by this by this little Shetland pony, uh-huh. I-, I took the-, the feed cup and I went to just feed him out of the cup. And he latched on to the cup with his mouth and there was a tug of war. And I had both feet pulling as hard as I could and he's pulling back and forth. And finally he gets it out of my hand. He steps back two steps in- into the corral, takes the cup in his mouth. He spikes it on the ground and then he kicks it with his foot. And then all the goats come over and eat it. And I was mugged by a goddamn <laughs> horse. We snaw. Well... You, you'll be uh, glad to know, Jimmy, that those horses are no longer there. Are they? Yeah. Are they glued? They, they were actually my, my biggest problem that first year for, for they... reasons like that. Yeah. Um, one little girl, get, yeah, got bit, drew some blood. Um, they were just going after the cups, man. Yeah. They, they just, I mean, they weren't bad before we opened. They just got uh, uh, so, so you're treat blame- crazy, really. So, so you're blaming me. Yeah, 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 it's pretty much my fault. Yeah. It started with Jimmy and went downhill. <laughs> so, so, so is this on video? Because I really hope no, Jen talks about this like it's the best day. It of her is. Life. Everybody, everybody, but peed themselves watching this and stuff. And and there's of course an, another six or eight people around watching at this time. But no, we didn't win the ten thousand dollars. We did not have it on video, unfortunately. But I was mugged by a horse. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. A very tiny horse. Shut up! It was a class. Hey, have you been back since then? No, I have not because I'm scared. <laughs> well, yeah. you know now that they're gone. They're gone, so I'll be back. You should be safe now. Well, yeah. what I'm going to do? I'm going to come over with one of those bomb suits on, you know, like that, so I don't get accosted by any of the animals. <laughs> we'll let you in the wolf pen, see if they attack. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll, we'll hang steaks on you. There we'll go. go on YouTube. Put a pork chop around my neck. We'll do it for charity. You know, that's how my great. parents used to get uh-huh. me, get the dog to play with me. Put a pork chop. Hey, that'd my be neck. a good fundraiser for Rich. <laughs> yeah, for Big Rich. Oh, we'll put him in a suit and get him eaten up. That would be funny. Just uh, do like a steak thing. Jump in the jump in that uh, what was it that giant pool they have with a bunch of feed. There we go. See if you get bit by an alligator gar. <laughs> no, thank you. So we have a friend. He's in Ohio. He has a fish rescue. Okay. He has now uh, ninety four thousand gallons in his house. Wow, house. in his it's, house, it's insane. He's literally converted his whole house over to this fish sanctuary. His whole idea is that he wants to take these fish that normally purchase in the aquarium hobby. Mm-hmm. They're not intended to be. They're, you know, six foot, eight foot creatures and has a place for them to go. So he has one massive aquarium and it's just his private, you know, just to rescue him. He's not there for, you know, show. If people yeah. want to, they can show up, but it's not a zoo setting. Yeah. And yeah, that would be uh, that would be a big thing. Just uh, yeah, they're always looking to make a little bit of money. So I cover yourself in steaks and jump in. Jump in. There we go. Right. All right. So you give us a little, uh, little taste of how it started. So your first year, you're nervous as all heck. Uh-huh. What happened? What happened? You opened the gates and Open the gates. <laughs> you had you had a line going all the way into town. You know, and uh, like those uh, that second and third pre-license inspection. The the third one happened the day before I planned on opening. So I like in case it went south, I didn't want to advertise too much before that day. You know, so we it was kind. Of, I, I call it a silent opening. <laughs> we we were open, but we you know we didn't. Yeah, there was a lot of people. Big. I was yeah. there a couple days before, and you gave me a private tour. It was quite quite okay. nice. And you were talking, showing off the uh, the wolf pen, and there was no wolves in it because the USDA hasn't. That's didn't, right. Didn't I, I clear forgot you. about that. Yeah, I was. They, you had to keep these things in a trailer because the they, USDA they weren't in the, tra- in the they, pen. Like the first night, they were in the trailer. I, right. I got something set that up was, after that. Yeah. I was there that first night. Yeah, uh, because under their guidelines, wolves are a dangerous game. So I had to 
essentially write an essay, and I'm not an essay person. I had to write an essay. <laughs> Did you hire a on, calligrapher? Uh, my dangerous animal experience. Oh, since, wow. And, uh, and you I should had, be like, I, w- I used to go to school with Steve Irwin. You know, <laughs> I, I wrangle crocodiles. My nickname's Nubs. Yeah. My nickname's Nubs. And here, here's, so, and the teacher to grade this essay is in North Carolina. So you got to put so some Southern comfort in I ha- that. I have to send this, l- I forget what it's called, letter of whatever. Intent. Yeah. <laughs> to this gal in I will not North feed Carolina, to the and wolves. she's going to grade it and decide if I'm gonna open or not. good enough to exhibit my wolves, which I already own legally and everything. Right. So you, so. you didn't want to put in your essay that, that, you know, if somebody doesn't pay the entry fee and they sneak in and, they, and the wolves eat them, that's just fine. They couldn't put that in there. <laughs> couldn't put that in there. No. But yeah, after, I think it was like six weeks or so, we were finally cleared with that and yeah, we got our wolves out and on display. So, so but yeah. Well, how long did it take for people, like real people to show up? Um, <laughs> Because Robbie is not a real person. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm not real. We like said, we agree on that. Everybody <laughs> will agree on that. Love you too. We had a, like I said, silent opening Um, and then once, the, you know, a few people started coming, Facebook started blowing up. Um, at the time, I didn't have a actual business page for the zoo. Shame just, on you. I, I just used my uh, my own account, had Trowbridge Creek Zoo as the name, and I was getting like 200 friend requests a day you know, for people wanting to, to see the information it's on fantastic. it. It's fantastic. But yeah, I'd say after the first couple of weeks when it, word started getting around that we're finally open and everything, it really started blowing up. And then, of course, we got some uh, uh, news channels out of Fargo. They came and did a story and... So that got some good cheap publicity. Yeah. There. So in that first two weeks, you kind of like, wow, this is gonna work. Yeah. This I th- is I, really gonna I th- work. I think we did have like thirty people that first day, which I thought was amazing. You know, now now if we get thirty people, I was like, dang, that was a slow day. That <laughs> that wasn't even worth coming out here. You know? You're hopping and skipping. <laughs> so yeah. that, that first day when the thirty people left, you said, thanks, mom and dad. See you later. <laughs> yeah, I think half of them were friends. Yeah. 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 Oh, by the way, we didn't spend any money. Yeah. So by the middle of that first year, I think, you know, I talked to you, and you started having this idea of upgrade phases. Yeah, and that had always been in the back of my mind, but and uh, I'll admit they're not happening as fast as I thought they were. But you didn't even know you could do a zoo a few years ago. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, this is leaps and bounds, sir. Well, you know, applaud yourself. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, everything costs money, and, and yeah. if you think it's going to be 100 bucks, it's $600 yeah. every time. Yeah, I think that... Yeah, and, and people don't realize that, and you know, they'll, they'll look at... Uh, what I charge for admission, and some people are like, that's expensive. And, it, you know, even if you, I tell people, yeah, we had 10,000 people that year. Oh, they're like, oh, you made 100 grand. I'm like, yeah, but it cost me 200, 200 <laughs> to grand to make everything. that, you yeah. know? So, I mean, there's, there's cost to everything. So the fencing, the USDA, the licensing, the feed. Oh, the, and, just, oh yeah. and just the cost of the animals. Well, that, and you seem to be there all the time, but you have helpers. Are uh, they just it, family or friends? Uh, I got two uh, part time girls that, uh, um, in the summer, they do most of the feeding, um, and yeah, they, they help a little bit in the off season. Like if I do take a short vacation or something, they can jump in and take care of stuff. Uh, so, how long have you been doing this? Uh, we've been open four summers now, so we're going into our fifth summer this next year. It's fantastic. Yeah. And so, how, how many acres do you have out there? Um, I own just over forty there on the property. Um, we developed, I'd say it's around eight to ten right now. So you have eight to ten acres with the zoo that you pretty much that's do. open right now. Yep. Yeah, and you're and you live on that property, correct? Yep, on the backside of the property. So I'm there so all there. the time. Yeah. So when he goes to sleep, he'll, oh, he's just like, oh yeah, shut up, wolves all night long. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. So, quick question: I, I have seen uh, some timber wolves in the area, mm-hmm. um, 
over by the, the Frazee area a couple of years ago and stuff. When those wolves are baying, does that bring in other wolves? I mean, does it, do other wolves show up? You know, like, I... Where's the party? I have not heard any wild wolves react to my wolves. Occasionally, we will get some coyotes that react They're to probably them. probably terrified of yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one-liner from Cliff in <laughs> Wabasha. They're like, get out of here, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I've not heard any wild wolves react to mine anyway. Okay, yeah, I just I happened to be driving home one night, and, and it was a timber wolf that went over there, and I had two other people in the car, and we all went, what the? I mean, the thing was almost as high as the hood of the vehicle. It was a... Yeah. High, you know, bigger vehicle and stuff. And, and I did talk to somebody over by the, the Frazee area and they said, oh yeah, there's there's a, a pair of them living back uh, behind there somewhere. So mm-hmm. they were very aware of them. So they are out there. That's why they're saying Frazee, not, not Virgus. They're opposing cities. That's right. They need to uh, keep away from the, keep the tundra. From I, I don't think uh, wolves cross Highway 10. Yeah. No, clearly not. That's, that's, <laughs> my, the, that's my the line. Would be, that my guess would be that his wolves have their... When they howl, that's how they notify other wolves of the that they're th- this is their territory. So they're probably telling them, "This is my spot. Stay out of it." And coyotes are the only thing stupid enough to go visit with them. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably what's happening is that the the wild wolves won't go near your spot because you your wolves are like, "This is ours," and they also sound different. So they're probably like, "Well, I don't want to go near it." Right. And coyotes are like, "Well, this sounds interesting. Let's go check it out." Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the, the most noisy time of the year is in the fall because yeah, I got elk bugling. I got the wol- the wolves are more active in the fall howling. Fox are really loud and annoying at night. Um, I do got wow. some, some uh, coyotes in the zoo right now, and so when the wolves go, the coyotes go all the time now. And uh, every now and then you get a donkey going off too. I, so. I just have a million questions. I don't know about you, Jimmy. <laughs> do your neighbors hate you then or not? Ah, uh, we're far enough away. Oh, that, yeah, so you know, they got to listen to. To hear it, actually. They just make sure to keep their ammunition by their door, you know. <laughs> if one of the offenses Dusty, break. If they get out, let me know if we're headway, you know. Yeah. Right away. We got callers on everybody. So you said talked about elk, right? Do you have issues? What do you do in the rut to prevent a lot of fighting? For my safety and my my family and my kids and for the animals themselves, a lot of the, the elk and the deer, I, I knock them out with some tranquilizer and I cut their antlers off. So you, because by the time you want to knock their horns off, I'm assuming you don't want to get up and touch them. So you literally try to hit them with tranquilizer from a distance, or do you walk up to them, trank them, cut the horns off? I, I got a tranquilizer gun, so I shoot a dart at them and... Take them down safely. Ten minutes later, they're sleeping on the ground, and I go in. So do you ever auction off these antlers? Because I want a pair. <laughs> I, I have sold some in the past. I haven't auctioned any, but... They're, they're well, not good. I don't, uh, less competition, call me. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. They're yes, not cheap, those antlers. There's a lot of lot of money being spent on those. Well, yeah. imagine right up here, podcast studio, antlers out of the wall. You can yeah, see it right nice. here. Yeah, yeah. Some, right. Some elk antlers would be good, but you'd probably have to mount them near the floor. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> like I said. freaking <laughs> six feet high. It's a coat rack. Think yeah. about it. There yeah. Like I said, it, you know, if I don't cut them, I, I got more than one bull in that pen. They're going to fight. One of them's going to die. So you knew this from I the get go. You haven't, like, yeah, learned well, this the hard way? Like I said, I, I, I started 20 years ago with what deer and elk and I, I have lost them in the past leaving the antlers on so i just you know and again like i said safety of myself and my kids and everybody it's just best to take them off you know do they ever try to fight without horns oh yeah yeah they'll still headbutt they'll still yeah. still get into each other's they, business they, you know all the first couple days after they they wake up they're like kind of <laughs> kind of hung over quite a bit for a well, while it's a trank you know yeah you um, give them a good cocktail i got so drunk last night i lost my horns <laughs> but yeah dude you too <laughs> A few days later, they're you know they're they just got little buttons on their head, but they're still going at it. So they still get their job done as well, you know, with the ladies. So 
that's all that matters. Yeah. So let's get to breeding because you have a ton <laughs> of animals, and Adam is sitting <laughs> Adam, at the edge of his Adam seat. Goes, yeah, breeding. Is there any unusual breeding going on? Huh? Is that Not even unusual. Wink, I mean, Adam, you have a ton of critters. There's got to be yeah. babies and certain times a year for a lot of your creatures. What have yeah. you bred? And I'm assuming you have to sell these, correct? After you get a breed, you don't just keep on right. procreating a massive herd. Yeah, I mean, my kids have problems with that. Like we we have wolf puppies every year. We can't you have keep- four wolves. You have puppies every year. Yep, and we can't keep hey, them. Yeah, uh, can I? Uh, after this, I'll. I need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. You got it, buddy. <laughs> All right, USDA is not listening, Adam. So no. don't worry about it. Um, where was I? Uh, you're reading. telling us about puppies. You're yeah, having Adam puppies wants. and, and yeah, how you, how you so, make your kids cry when you get them. I can't keep them all. Yeah, my kids get upset, but they did. You know, they get over. How old are your kids? Uh, youngest is six and a half. Oldest is fourteen now. Wow, yeah. and well, they have a huge interest in this with you. Uh quite a bit. Yeah, it, you know, it's just like growing up on a farm. Just yeah, it's just more different work. animals. Yeah. Really, yeah. So you have these these small pups. Yeah. Again, you're you're hand uh, feeding them, training them from a young age, so you can sell them. So they're Correct, more yep. human uh, conditioned. Yep, yep. So just like ours were when we right. got them. Yeah. So then your family literally has little puppies, and then you have to get rid of the puppies. That's why it's hard. It's not just right. because, Ma, Dad, wolves are cool. It's literally like a dog in their house, and they have to get her up their favorite yeah. puppy. Yeah, just just like you, Jim. If you you know once you breed your dogs and have puppies, you know if you had kids in the house, yeah, they'd be upset with the puppies leaving. Yeah, it's my, over. My kids yeah. are growing up. They're twenty eight and twenty six, and those are the jerks that named my dog Moose. <laughs> I got no say in it whatsoever. <laughs> None. None. It's over. Yeah. It's Gracie and Moose. Gracie and Moose, yeah. Yeah. So so you have wolves that, uh, that procreate and sell. Yep. The The most interesting one that I found was the African porcupines that you breed. Yes. So oh, I want to hear about for this. For those that don't know, there's two different main types of porcupines you'll see in a zoo. The American porcupine, which has it almost looks like they're just a pom-pom. You don't really like, notice the hard spikes uh, from a distance. Yeah. The African porcupines... They're a different story. They look like they have bones sticking out of their their <laughs> their features. Yeah, yeah. Uh, American porcupines quills are probably four inches max. I'd say it's probably more like three inches. Um, These things you look make you look like you went to a pier one and stole them out of a vase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. That's that's sure kind of what it is. Yeah. Um, African porcupines, they're they get, they can be short, you know, as much as two inches, but they get up to a foot long, even longer. And they're hollow, so they're very intimidating. When you walk up, you either piss one off or he wants to tell you that you need to back away. They'll shake their rear end, and these things are hollow, so all you hear is like a hiss, and it's yep. all of these hollow quills hitting together. It's, yeah, it's really their, it's cool. Their, their tail quills rattle just like a rattlesnake, pretty much. Yeah. First of all, where do you where do you buy one of these things? I mean, do you, do you buy one of the uh, exotic animal auctions? Um, our, our first pair of African porcupines, yeah, came from uh, exotic animal auction down in Missouri. So I, I'm assuming these things aren't very tame. How uh, the, 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 our first pair, no, no, they hated me. They hated you so much. <laughs> so so how does one capture a porcupine? I mean, do, do you go up with uh, big gloves and um, wrestle them to the ground like your Martin no Perkins? gloves gloves don't help at all. I just take a, a large grain shovel. Like if I can move them in for the winter. <laughs> Yeah, just, just a flat snow shovel and call it good? Yeah, pretty much. I, I take the pet carrier, put it in the pen, and just kind of herd it into the pet carrier with the shovel, and that's about the easiest way, really. So so you breed these things? Yep. I've got to hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how, how do they mate? I mean, how are they not getting... Very, very carefully. Very carefully, very slowly. <laughs> so what he does, just uh, I don't want to give you spoilers here, because you have trade secrets. We don't want to give those out. Okay, but- sure. He starts out by grabbing a 80s boombox on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and starts playing You're the Inspiration by Chicago. Oh, yeah. Right. And that uh, that song's right, right here. Right here. You're the meaning in my life. You're the inspiration. You bring me 
Yeah, that uh, that's a beautiful. Song. That'll get any porcupine going. Yeah, right there <laughs> gets them all thorny. So uh, that's how we get started. But please continue on from there. What's the what's the rest yeah. of the trade? So, so h- how many how many babies do they have at a, at a time? Um, that first pair we were doing pretty good for a while. We were uh, the one year we had four litters. In a year. In a year. And, yeah. And how many babies do they have per litter? Uh, that took a lot of D batteries. One. <laughs> <laughs> one to three, typically. One to three. Yeah. And I never got three. Um, uh, one or two was the most common. And so when the babies are born, of course, the quills are very soft. Of course, because they, They're soft until they dry off. Okay. So only for a short time. Yeah. So they're sort of like a hedgehog, because we used to raise hedgehogs for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And those are, are nice little critters. I'd rather handle a porcupine than a hedgehog. Really? Yeah. Hedgehogs. Yeah, hedgehogs are a pain in the ass. Yeah, we had we've, we had a few for a while, but yeah, they were just and they're angry. Yeah, yeah. So when you end up with some babies, yep, do you keep back some more females so you have a little bit bigger brood, or do you just immediately uh, put um, them up for sale somewhere when after they mature? Kind of. Sometimes we'll let the the parents raise them if there's like a sale coming up that I want to take them to or something. We'll pull them. Uh, if we do pull or uh, decide to hand raise them, we gotta pull them right away. Um, this is just porcupines in general. Yep. Um, otherwise, they kind of become pricks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh pun, pun intended. Yeah. yeah. Um, we love it. Yeah, but yeah, I, you know, we'll pull them right away and uh, start them on the bottle and everything, get them going, and yeah. Well, I got actually there two days after one of your first uh, first batches. Yeah. And it was the most adorable thing. If you want to, you know, have a cute moment or an awe moment, Google, you know, baby porcupines and lose your mind. Yeah. Yeah, it, you want you want to touch them. Don't don't get your hands too deep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. North. I know. I don't know if it's African, but North American baby porcupines are called porky pets. Oh, yeah, porky pets. Yep. And we we typically uh, hand raise a North American porcupine every summer as well. So so do you guys do you guys still have a lot of North uh, North American porcupines up there? Because I saw less and less of them. Uh, are you talking about in the wild in general? In the wild in general, yeah. Um, there is quite a few. Um. I've never seen one south of Highway 10. Uh, it's always probably about an hour north of deal, like Park Rapids area, Bemidji. Okay, yep. They generally yeah. stay in the Pine area from, yeah. from and uh, there, my experience around yep. this area. And there's definitely more pines north of Highway 10 than there is south, you know. It's yeah, just, we're right on the edge of the Pine Central of Minnesota. From here up in per Minnesota all the way north, that's where you get all the pine territory. So we see them, just not as uh, not as particular if you drive one hour. Right. Yep. You have so many different creatures. What is your most difficult creatures? I would expect to be the alligator. You know, because no. you got to bring it in. You're in the you're in the middle of winter. <laughs> yeah. You can't leave them outside. You can't leave them in a barn. You probably have to keep them heated somewhere at least to a decent temperature. Yeah. Do you know the answer to this? I don't. I've not told you this. No. The alligators and the tortoises, those are two things they go in my basement in the winter. So, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let's just say you have children, right? Your children yep. are going to get older. So when they get older, you're going to be like, hey, 10 o'clock or I'll feed your boyfriend to the gator. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you keep the boyfriend away. That's how you, that's how you make it done right yeah. there. Yeah. But yeah. And, and reptiles, they're really sun-driven for as far as growth or something. So... Yeah, I'm we just trying to place yourself in your basement right now. Yeah. You probably have like some stock tank with a gator in it with like eight sun lamp or heat lamps over top. Like how, yeah. how does that set up in it, your basement? It is, yeah, it is, you're right. It is in a stock tank. Um, it's about seven, eight feet long. I, I got my two bigger gators in there. Um, how I got, big are your gators? Um, I think right now they're like five and six feet long. So they're not huge. And they're that, not that five and six feet. They're not guys. They're, <laughs> they're not, not they're not that footers. big. They could just kill me. I mean, they're not that big though. No, five, no. six footer ain't gonna kill no. you. No, they're just gonna lop off your fingers and your name will be nubs. It, All right, yeah. so we gotta we gotta address this, right? <laughs> yep. A few weeks ago I have a little aquarium decoration. It's in the other tank over there. Mm-hmm. And there's these little glass pots you stick to the side. 
I decided to break one off in my hand, right? So uh, they just healed. You could you kind of see some of that. Went to the bone. Yeah. So now I'm nubs, right? That's why I can't have gators, Jimmy. That's I know you wanted me to have gators. I can't have gators. The blood in the water type thing. You know, I, I sold Adam uh, Cayman uh-huh. a while back. Uh, no, what, you didn't. Wasn't it you? Oh, uh, maybe it was Mark. No, no, no. It wasn't me because remember I had one in the in the lake in, in uh, Rapids and they got all pissy. They thought I had it and I'm like, it wasn't mine. Yeah. yeah, that was a big ordeal that they had some black caiman down in southern Minnesota. You probably saw the articles. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, somebody released. Um, they some can't came. confirm if it's intentional, but they got punished regardless. Yeah, you know, handful of gators in there, and they found them kind of half alive in the fall on the shore because they're freezing to death. Mm-hmm. And of course, families lost their mind because it was what Pure Lake, Minnesota, over by the casino. Yeah, it was over by the casino. It, highly populated area with mm-hmm. these gators sitting there and these weren't particularly yeah. small yeah and they're not alligators so they're not that friendly yeah well they you know 20 20 years ago i was able to purchase caiman from uh, one of my fish suppliers yeah and uh they were cheap as heck they honestly were cheap as heck like i want to see they were like they were like 30 bucks wholesale right. wholesale yeah and anyway, um, talking to those people down there and stuff, they said, I'd rather handle a, a, a alligator or a crocodile before handling a caiman because caimans are much nastier because they mm-hmm. have them all, all of them down in Florida out in the Everglades and stuff. Okay. And uh, But yeah, I sold several caiman to people in the area and stuff, and then um, they ended up at zoos because they got too big. Same yeah. thing where they're in somebody's you know basement in a stock pond. Yeah. That sort of thing. Our, uh, our third alligator is just a baby one. It's about you know, a foot, 16 inches. That one was uh, found in Audubon. You're kidding. Which is, oh, what, a half hour? Yeah, that's not that far at all. Yeah. Um, and uh, the person that found it knew we had alligators and said, hey, do you want this alligator I found in my backyard? And I was like, yeah. That was my first call when I heard about Prior Lake because I was talking to some of these uh, animal rescuers in yeah. Minneapolis. And they told me, nope, they, they died before they could get a, get a hold of them because they froze. Okay. So I'm like, I, I got a buddy. He's got a zoo. He'd love some game. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. So yeah. what do you feed alligators, um, our, summer or in your basement? Our bigger ones, uh, it's a uh, raw, boneless chicken. Like Not bone-in? I've never tried bone-in. I mean, you don't uh, want to risk a lot of stuff in their mouths. It'd probably be fine, but, but you, yeah. Um, and it's Amish some, chicken, the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. KFC, right. K- yeah, K- right. KFC. <laughs> Once a week, I head to KFC. <laughs> That's right. Gotta feed my gators. <laughs> it's cheaper and raw sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll take the 200-piece bucket, please. <laughs> The vet comes in. It's like, he's got a real high cholesterol right in. <laughs> Lipitar. It's like, all right, I'll cut the biscuits. There we go. <laughs> uh, summertime, we feed the gators once a week. Um, winter, we offer it to them once a month, and sometimes they don't even. So how cold is your basement? It's, you know, it's 70 or better, you know. They're it's, just not getting a lot of it's, sun. It's the sunlight, yeah. Yeah. And we do have the, the UV lights and everything, but they they know it's, it's fake light but yeah it so is, it really is they're like, hibernating they're doing their best it really is just like winter storage i mean we forget they're down there sometimes well, a lot um, of the creatures you know they they do do a, like a hibernation-esque yeah you know deal yeah. you know at christmas time you know when everybody's over having some hot toddies and stuff you send your uncle john downstairs to get a can of soup <laughs> or something and comes back and goes what the heck <laughs> it starts yeah. hissing at me yeah 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 they do make a little bit of noise um yeah so you have uh, caiman and crocodiles, or I just got alligators. Right just now. alligators, yeah. Okay, because crocodiles are saltwater, correct? Or am I wrong? There? No, uh, there's freshwater ones. Did they, yeah, there's. Uh, Is there? It's okay. just a different locations. Okay. There's a lot in Africa. There's like crocodiles in a lot of places, but like Florida is the gator area. Yeah, we were down in Florida. Florida's got crocodiles. Yeah. Now they're 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 kind of recent. 
development. Yeah, they got. I mean, it's just like down in Florida now. You can go down there, and uh, they're paying people to go out and and get the large snakes out of the yeah bush the or pythons whatever. the pythons that yeah. are exploding so heavily. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I believe it is the python. Yeah, they're not native there. They're just kind of like the fish. You know, right. people have them. As they're pet, all invasive pets, and people release them, or a hurricane goes through and wipes out some houses, and they get. See, escaped. Yeah. The difference yeah. between Minnesota and Florida is Minnesota, if someone re- releases a croc in the Audubon, mm-hmm. they're dead by winter. Florida, they just keep on going, procreating. It's perfect. I mean, they're vacationing like the old people. Yeah. Right. Yep. So you said you had turtles. Now, I love your turtle exhibit because tortoise. it's by tortoise. <laughs> your, your petting zoo area, you have this area where you put boulders. It's really a creative idea. It doesn't really work out from what I'm seeing, but you have these big... <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So I need creative. to read. That, that was supposed to be the, the easiest cheapest exhibit to build right all those boulders i got within a mile of my place but now it's a big pain in your ass but i I didn't realize these these you know 50 60 pound tortoises were going to escape from that bulldozers right so to explain this you put a bunch of boulders in a row around and it's kind of like a circle area yep and you put kids play pens in the in the area and it's like a little grassy area and all the big tortoises you have stay in there they feed on grass they're supposed to stay in there the kids can (laughs) touch them and interact with the with the tortoises so the boulders are you know just wide enough you can scoot your feet through and go in there with them and we encourage that yeah you know, it's a hands-on exhibit. But clearly the tortoises gathered together, got pissed, and started digging out your giant boulders. <laughs> they, they what d- species of tortoise? Sulcata tortoise. Oh, okay. Yeah, those yeah. guys are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, they'll dig. Yeah, they're they, pretty pretty popular. Yeah. Adam Adam down in, in uh, down by Wabasha takes care of, he has somebody that, that, that saves uh, reptiles and whatnot. So Adam, t- tell a little bit about what you do, your part-time gig with, uh, that you help out the animals and how, oh, many, how many tortoises so- you have. Okay, yeah, they have um, leopard tortoises, uh, Russian tortoises, box turtles, sulcuttas. They have an aldebra. They also have a gator and a red-tailed boa constrictor, some other snakes. And I just go there every day. I feed them, make sure they got clean water, clean up the poop, just check on them every day. It's I love that job. And, and those, those tortoises you have, too, they put them outside for pretty much the whole summer, don't they? Yep. Once it gets warm enough, um, we let them out and then they have like a hillside to graze with prairie plants and a bunch of the basically it's like maybe half an acre outside. And I put them in, I rotate them from pen to pen to pen and they just graze. And then I move them when they get the grass too short and just keep rotating them around so that everybody gets food at all times and they just love the summer. So, Adam, what what is the uh, is it uh, like chain link fencing or what's containing them there? He, he needs some ideas here. <laughs> oh, the only way to con- so what they did for their sulcutas to keep them in is the only way to do it is you have to bury wire chain link fence down. Yep. about four feet. What four feet? I, I believe it. Yeah, we we got and a couple tunnels along our dig. rocks that yeah are that deep. Yeah. So what they do is they dig. So you have to you have to bury it down like four feet deep. And then you also have to make sure that you don't have any like really sharp corners because smaller tortoises will actually climb straight up the walls and get out that way. Spider um, turtle. Spider <laughs> turtle. Could, yeah, pretty much. Uh, what else what else might work instead of chain link for you is actually cattle panel. Yeah. And that I know works because we've been able to keep them in with that. Okay. And then it, but so cut is just dig, 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 no matter what. Yeah. And so the, the whole thing you got to do is we try to, um, the ground that they're on is really heavy with clay. Yep. And it doesn't really hold well for their digging. Okay. 
so that's how they've been able to keep theirs in. Um, eventually, we're going to dig a pond in there for the Aldebra to soak because the Aldebras need to soak. And you know what an Aldebra is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For so, the audience, tell y'all about algebra, please. Yeah. yeah. I'm uneducated here. Come on. Now. Yeah. Tell me okay, about algebra. So if you know what a Galapagos tortoise is, it's like those big 500 pound tortoises. The ones I rode on back before they were illegal. They are still there. Yeah. It's illegal to ride on them now. But um, an algebra is just from a different island in the African, near Africa. And these are a giant tortoise that was almost extinct. And now. You know, people can buy them as pets. They're not cheap. You pets, should see Dusty's face. His his face lighting up like, ooh, yeah. more tortoises. Just what I need. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll give I, you I some was thinking. Ma- I think uh, Galapagos are the largest. Uh, yep. Uh, the whatever you just said. The ones you're talking about are the second, I believe. Algebra. Yes. Algebra. 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 <laughs> and I know I know Salcadas are the third. Get to be the third largest. Yeah, and Salcadas are just assholes. I I mean, they're fun to deal with sometimes, but yeah, they all. If you have a bunch of males. They fight. How many males and females do you have? Uh, I got t- two males, and yeah, they're constant. Well, no, no. Well, I'm I'm not real good at sexing my tortoises yet. <laughs> I think we okay. got a male and a female, but either either way, yeah, they they're, they're constantly fighting. He only has so many D battery, batteries for the other animals. <laughs> That's right. Right. Yeah. Now, Adam, what's the biggest tortoise you have over there? Um, that would be the Aldebra, and I think he's pushing 200 pounds. Wow. Holy crap. The the biggest Salcada yeah, I ever saw one. was 400 pounds, and it took uh, four guy, four, full, four full-grown men to lift him. 60 more yeah. pounds, and that's Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part of the show where I say I'm going to punch you in the throat <laughs> and actually do it. <laughs> so uh, down in, in uh, South Dakota, Rapid City. Yep. Rep- reptile gardens yes when i was a kid as all of us i was a kid we went there i rode turtles when i was like six yeah they, great they have these big galapagos turtles tortoise are they tortoises turtles tortoise tortoise definitely tortoise. tortoise and they are absolutely huge so i was there and they always have somebody kind of standing right next to them you can go in and, and interact with them but they don't want you sitting on them anymore yeah the one we were just there a few years ago the one they said was like 103 years old and she says you know what's funny is that people will bring photos when they were a kid from 30, 40, 50 years ago and say, yeah, this is me as a kid. And she goes, I can look at that picture mm-hmm. and say, it was that tortoise over there because they've got six or eight of them. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bunch they have yeah. there. And she goes, I can look at any picture and tell you what tortoise it is just by looking at the, at the patterns of the shells because I've spent half my lifetime here. She goes, <laughs> things. Yeah. I think they breed them in reptile gardens. Do they? I think so. That is incredible. I think so too, yeah. You know, if you want to see something outrageous, go to the Reptile Gardens in Rap City, South Dakota. It will blow your mind. Yeah. Right. All right. So we went through your some of your toughest, but where do you keep the turtles? Along with the same place, alligators in the yep, basement? in the basement. Different uh, stock tank. But Di- yeah. Different pen. Gotcha. Now, you have a lot of hooved animals also over there. Yep. And I used to belong to uh, one of the zoo uh, associations down in Wapton, North Dakota. Sure. And I used to deal with the zebras. Zebras are jerks. Okay, that's where, I I want, that. that's where I'm Zebras going. Zebras are the worst. So um, my my favorite thing was uh, back in the, I want to say, late 90s, early 2000s, the uh, Wapiton, the zoo flooded. Yep. And at that time... 97. Was it 97? Yeah. And at that time, I lived up here in Detroit Lakes, and I still belonged to the Zoo Association, still belonged to the club, and... Uh, 
they called me out of the blue and say, we are flooding down here. Everybody that's from the area is fighting the flood. We need people to help evacuate the animals. Can you come help us? And I went, yep, I'll be down there in an hour and a half. Yeah. And I got in my car, went down there, not really knowing what to expect. And so I got down in, in uh, near Breckenridge, which is, uh, uh, for people listening, Breckenridge, Wapton, our sister cities, one's in Minnesota, one's in North Dakota. And from there, the National Guard took me in, in Humvees. And we went into the zoo and I got elected to help take out the two meanest freaking animals. The first one were the bald eagles. America. And yeah. and the only way you can keep bald eagles is if they've been rehabilitated because they have a broken wing or they can't be released out into the wild. Right. The water was about four, four and a half foot deep and they were scared to death and the water is ice cold. I have waders. I go in there and I grab a hold of this eagle. They actually had the, is there a certain word they have where they have the little leather things they put on the legs for oh. the eagles? I don't know. If oh, I, the I trusses? Are they, that what they called at them? Trusses? Yeah, trust, uh, yeah, you're te- that's the like tethers, right? Right. So, so somebody had gotten in or got the tethers on on the darn thing, and then got got out of there. So I went in and grabbed the eagle. That was a young male, and uh, he had one good wing, one bad wing, and he beat the living tar out of me. But what hurt the worst is I had a pair of leather big gloves on. Mm-hmm. He grabbed a hold of my thumb, and I thought he was going to break my thumb. And my thumb turned black and blue and went up all the way up about six inches up into my hand. By the time I got him out of there, and then the, the next thing they sent me over was to go get the zebras, and we're trying to get the zebra. And you have, no offense, like zero animal experience before this? I grew up on a farm. I didn't know how to hurt a hog. But I just find it odd. They they call you out of the blue and stick you in with the bald no, no, eagles they, and zebras. Uh, they literally know, wrote him that he was supposed to be an exhibit. Yeah. He was supposed to be part of <laughs> yeah. the monkeys. I had lived in Wapton for quite a few years, and so I, yeah. I was a volunteer zookeeper. Oh, okay. And stuff. So, yeah, I'd had some so experience. a little but, bit. Okay. But, That's you know, not in better. your face up and close. You right. Know? And uh, so then we had to move the zebras, and who shows up? But our friends from, you know, the government. Oh, yeah. To tell us that we can't. From where? The government. The, the government. Right. Did, did oh, I hate something. them. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> You're making me edit a lot here. Calm bro. down, dude. So, anyway, they're telling us we had people that were in Minnesota that said, I've got a barn. I can take these things. And they're saying, you can't take them over state lines. Right. And the zookeepers are going, people, have you noticed that the, the water has gone up six inches since we've stood here talking? And, and it goes deeper the farther it is. It's west a horrible. you went, yeah. Yeah. At that time, they had four or five zebras. We got the females in, but we couldn't get the male in. Uh-huh. And so somebody thought it'd be a really good idea if we just got a, a piece of plywood and just kind of tried to push him into the, the trailer. Oh. And he, he kicked through the plywood and hit me on the inner thigh next yeah. next to my I thought that was a place. tattoo. No, no, it's not a tattoo. <laughs> well, quit wearing a Speedo around yeah. me. It's gross. And so by the time I got home, it looked like looked like the Hells Angels had kicked my ass. Yeah. Because I I got beat up by a by an eagle who who had given me a black eye and a and a bad thumb and then I got kicked darn near in the crotch by this zebra. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we're fighting with the government to that we can't take these things out of there. And finally, the, they kind of just got ran off. They said, you know, you need to leave. And, yeah, you're not helping. Just, right. Yeah. And so we uh, we moved all these animals and stuff. And a lot of these animals, it was like Noah's Ark in this guy's barn. And he just happened to have this huge horse barn with all these different stalls. Oh, that's perfect. And he had just built it brand new and hadn't gotten any horses yet. Yeah. And so, yeah. What it was, a miracle. It, it was that, like Noah's Ark in there. That was like, yeah, perfect. And very lucky. But uh, yeah, zebras are dicks. Yeah. Your horse is a dick. And zebras are dicks. <laughs> so now you're four summers into it. Next year's the fifth summer, right? Shifting gears now. Shifting what gears. other dick animals can you get? <laughs> no, what do you have yeah. right now? So, again, just start rattling off because this is like your flex area. Like, I'm a great zoo. Hit yeah. me with some names. What, what do you got, top to bottom? Um, when it, Whenever 
anytime anybody asks me what I got, I got to visually go through the zoo in my Let's head. Let's do it. Let's walk so through it together. So you walk in the gates, uh, we got seek deer. We got dromedary camels. Well, I was going to say, you got to talk about the camels. That's yeah. the first thing when I see there. Yeah. Spitters. You have this special area to do camel rides even. Yep. So you're a cool zoo. Yep. Our uh, second year, we started doing camel rides. Right. And then you also said, please don't smoke. I know it's a camel. Don't smoke. <laughs> yep. Right. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so camels, kangaroos. We got a couple wallabies. Okay, I have questions. <laughs> and, See, and here's time. my other point. There we go. Again, anytime somebody asks me that, how, what animals you can't you get through it I all. can't get to five without another question popping up. All right, you get, you get two questions here, Adam. Come on now. No, no, no. I'll wait. I'll wait. All right. Keep going. Keep going. Okay, a munchjack deer, Rob's favorite, capybaras. Darn right. Or as I like to call them, crappy bears. These things <laughs> are the sexiest rodents you've ever seen. 100-pound <laughs> guinea pigs. That's basically. exactly what they are. Yeah. And they're delicious. <laughs> um, we got some rays. We got some emu. Wait, wait. They're not kosher, Jimmy. You should watch your, <laughs> watch your palate. All right, continue. Um, I'm not Jewish. Aw dads. What are crawdads? But he is aw circumcised. Aw dads. Aw dad, yeah. Aw. Uh, barbarian sheep of North Africa. Are those it's like a- Africa's... Big horn sheep. Are those much. the ones with the creepy eyes? They all yeah. have creepy eyes. Yeah, the, the sheep, uh, they were right along the lake there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All nope. right, continue. They're eyeballing me. Let's see. We got some Neil Guy antelope, uh, white Not to be uh, mistaken with Neil Young antelope. <laughs> He's just making <laughs> shit up now. Yeah. We, we started with a, a male, and when we got our female, my daughter's like, is, so is this a Neil girl? <laughs> <laughs> and but it just caught wah, me off wah, guard. Wah. And it, yeah, it was hilarious. But yeah, then we got uh, white tails. We got some scimitar horned oryx, which are actually extinct in the wild. Ooh. Yeah. Um, he had to beat up an old lady to get one. <laughs> Pear David's deer. I think I said earlier, we got the only herd of them in Minnesota, so that's pretty cool. Swag. Yep. Uh, Do you still got, have uh, prairie dogs in that same area? Yes, prairie dogs. It's cool because you don't have like a cage for these things you just set right. up a den and they're kind of just everywhere they'll yeah, stay they're, around they're, home I, I don't want to say they're free-ranging but they're not contained they're free-ranging <laughs> they're they are established if the usda yeah. is listening they're contained yeah, the usda does not like them <laughs> I, aren't they kind of like the worst animal there that i were i went to the uh <laughs> what they like, are no, cuter like, than hell no, I, but that's one like, of my favorites i, I like one them. of the I, meanest no, no they're, they're fine they're fine. They they do their own thing. I don't have to feed them. I don't have to water them. I have to do anything oh. with them. I just look at them. One of them came up to my cup. They were real friendly and personable. Yeah. You know, when you go out on the Western North Dakota, they're everywhere out in Western North Dakota, out, yeah. in, out in the Badlands, and they have prairie dog towns, and people sit there and watch them for hours. Yeah. And we, we've managed to keep our prairie dog town around a dozen or so. Yeah, yeah, you you keep it like right in the middle of the uh, hooved pens, like yeah. right in the middle. I I used to have American bison in that pen, and it looked more natural then. But uh, so like compared like the prairie dogs, the Red River Zoo to yours, like yeah. River Zoo, you can't even stand the smell because they got this pen that's just dug up everywhere. It's a, yeah, it's a it's not concrete dog at all. Yeah, it's real bad. Like yeah. yours, it's fun. They're they're in there seem like a natural habitat. But yeah. continue. Okay, uh, red deer, elk. We got the the farmyard petting zoo area just goats sheep you still got fuzzy pigs no darn no. fuzzy pigs they're fuzzy pigs because of usda called. i got rid of those yeah they said that you couldn't have they, that unless you fried no. bacon <laughs> they uh her, the my inspector's issue was uh he wasn't um, paid enough get to work they, on the weekend were, so they were digging underneath the fence because they're pigs pigs dig right and so what we did what any farmer would do we put hog rings in their nose to keep them from digging. Right. Well, she didn't like that because it wasn't natural. It's a pig. 
And at the time, I'm like, I'm, nothing's natural about it, that. Kind of like the tortoises. I'm, you know, if you got to dig a fence four feet deep, it was not worth it for me at the time to dig a fence four feet deep. So I just okay. You're okay. keeping the tortoises. I just want to let you know yeah. that. Yeah, All we're right. keeping those. Good. Yeah. But yeah, we just I think we butchered the the pigs and. Oh, <laughs> you didn't hear that. Yeah, <laughs> they're in a better place. Yeah. So goats, sheep. Uh, we got some miniature cattle, miniature donkeys. Then we got the uh, emus. Emus, I mentioned that already. Did you? Yeah, yeah pay attention. I'm uh, just trying to go through in my head while we're doing this. We got some coyotes. I I just picked up a black back jackal last fall. Ooh. It's like an African coyote, pretty much. Flex. We got uh, Arctic marble fox, red fox, and silver fox. Tundra wolves, alligators, American porcupines, bobcats, North American raccoon. You also have an aviary, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we got uh, some macaw parrots. And um, we had some green wings. We got rid of the green wings because they were jerks. <laughs> to me, anyway. They were jerk. The, the male was jerk. Is that me. why your hand's shaking while you talk about them? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> I'm, As he I'm, shakes his hand? I'm just, just counting with my fingers. Yeah, we had we got parrots. Uh, what else? We got a kinkachu. You're Not, just making stuff up now. <laughs> what's, that? what's a kinkachu? Kinkachu? Uh, do you know what a Pikachu is from uh, Pokemon? <laughs> I do, actually. You do? Uh, it's nothing like that. Nothing like that at all. <laughs> good start. You that was a good walked start. right into I, my best I, zoo joke. Right I know. There. Best zoo yeah. joke. Well, you've only uh, got four. I thought. Hey, <laughs> hey, are you a Pokestop for Pokemon Go? <laughs> I, You know, I think I think we are. I'll, I'll buy your sign. I think Now you are. have a new zoo contest. Yeah. There you go. I think it'd be interesting to do a Pokestop on the back of one of the wolves. I you think know. we just stopped you from your <laughs> list again. we got to finish yeah. the list. Okay, I think. Mountain Cotamundi and White Nose Cotamundi. It's South American raccoon, pretty much. Patagonian cavies. They're way better, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Patagonian cavies. We got ringtail lemurs. We got some eland antelope, fallow deer, and zebras. Yeah. And we also. Uh, what about the cranes? Don't you still have those? Oh, yeah, the cranes. Um, We got some Stanley cranes. Yeah, I didn't get them out this year. No? For some reason, yeah. I needed to go more this year. I, I think I, I only went once in the spring. For two years, I had a temporary pen set up for them, and I just didn't feel like building it and taking it down this year, so I didn't get them out. Also this year, we got a owl monkey that's coming. <laughs> Ooh. Once again, making up stuff again. And even better, we have a snow monkey. Ooh. Yeah, snow monkey right now is in my house. Okay. My daughters Wait. take care of them. Are these the same monkeys that like have little jacuzzis in their natural they habitat? Are. They are. Are you going to make a little jacuzzi? I told my wife, we need a jacuzzi Hell now for the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Snow Hell monkey. Yeah. It's like, what you doing? And you're just sitting there taking selfies in your jacuzzi. <laughs> With the monkey. <laughs> With the monkey. He's picking yeah. ticks. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> picking ticks. And picking ticks. Yeah. Chiggers off. And we got, uh, we got some peacocks roaming around. Um also, yeah. fun fact, peacocks will make you crap your pants if you're not prepared in the middle of the night. They will just scream out of the middle of the trees. Yeah. Ah! Like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, we're so used to them now. Are you? Yeah, we sleep right through it. <laughs> I mean, you could sleep through a literal zoo. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So what's, what, what's on your wish list? Wish list? What's on your wish list? Um, I mean, yeah, if Adam's sitting there at night and he's looking at some magazines and he's got some weird people to talk to, what's he going to send your way? Yeah. <laughs> my wish I, I, again uh, a draft would be cool just not feasible at this point you know, do could, you have a place to donate for to help with animals um we used to have a uh, draft donation chart up and then i remodeled and i just didn't get back up but yeah we will take donations for that so what um, is your website and how do people donate what is our my website my our website is uh trowbridgecreekzoo.com donations i think we just do in in person right or you know 
if you want. Oh, we'll fix that. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. get a PayPal link up there. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make this digital and have stuff flow in for you. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. Go to TrowbridgeCreeksu.com. Yeah. And I'll I'll strong arm them. Don't yeah. worry, you'll be able to donate some some yeah. money. Get okay, him that giraffe. Was, okay, I'm still waiting. What other what other thing does he want besides a giraffe? <laughs> He's sitting at the edge of his seat. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, well, before I leave giraffe, uh, before you get a giraffe, you need a giraffe barn, especially in well, Minnesota. Yeah. That's yeah. part um, of it. That's like a kit you buy. And, like I don't want an aquarium. You just <laughs> yeah. don't get fish. You buy a tank. And that's that's probably you're probably gonna be close to a hundred grand just in the barn itself before you even purchase the giraffe so that's why that's a little far out yet you'll get that. but um uh the next things on my list would probably be uh hyenas and warthogs oh i know a guy <laughs> I, <laughs> perfect I knew, I knew that was coming perfect. anytime you need some weird stuff adam's like i know a guy i know yeah. a guy he goes to okay. missouri if you know what i mean no 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 there is i'll talk about it off the air okay i probably know the guy already probably knows the guy <laughs> he's probably already got his stuff he's like i know the guy that did timon and pumba like that that's the guy yeah <laughs> see there's a story behind this my wife when we found out we were pregnant with our first daughter i was like i want hyenas because i figured any teenage boy that could go through a pack of hyenas is is good enough to date my teenage daughter there yeah. you go and she bet me that i couldn't find hyenas and it took <laughs> me like two emails and a phone call and i and found a beer it. and a beer don't forget the most important ingredient <laughs> and is. besides the hyenas i warthogs oh okay one. yeah warthogs adam doesn't have a warthog connection right. no how long warthog guy. how long until you get a big cat come on now big cat um i do have a buddy with snow leopards oh my god yeah. Ooh. how do you get how do you not get that in your zoo immediately like those must cost a pretty penny yeah yeah, well, let's not go there. Yeah, they they do. <laughs> not but snow leopards. They are endangered. So clearly, that's why I'm blown te- away. Technically, you're not supposed to take money for them. You can donate them, but you can't take money for them. Gotcha. So technically. So what do these big zoos do? I mean, when something like that, I mean, do they just yeah. trade them? They loan them that sort um, of thing for something like that where you're not supposed to sell them. Yeah, you. you, you there's probably something I going got on. Eight African porcupines yeah. and uh, and a goat. Yeah, that that's know? it's. Zoo, uh, not logistics, but... Uh, Zoo etiquette. It's part of the business, yeah, number yeah. one. Yeah, you usually trade. It's basically trading. You know, I, I just read an interesting article about the, the uh, pandas that we get. Mm-hmm. And the, the pandas that are in the United States, none of them are owned by any of the zoos, but they rent them. They rent those pandas for $100,000 each. Wow. To the zoos, like the Columbus Zoo and stuff. And they, they do big fundraisers and stuff so they can get pandas. But once they get the, the pandas, um, the amount of people they get in the zoo just quadruples and whatnot. I don't know what, why people love the pandas so much. Yeah. But then, I mean, look at the, they got to bring in bamboo every day to feed them those darn things and stuff. And I mean, that's just not logistically even possible right. up in this neck of the woods. Yeah. You know. And I personally, pandas don't really excite me too much. But you no, know, I, like you said, some people go crazy over them for yeah, some reason. Yeah, I, I would love to have some, some giraffes in the area. I mean, I know that Como Zoo down in minneapolis has some some drafts and i said i know there's some uh to our east yep and whatnot there's actually 25 privately owned giraffes in minnesota i knew a guy up north and he knew everybody and i'll give you his name too yeah, I know we're gonna have about. a conversation <laughs> after this but. Yeah. yeah so besides I, I feel like we're running a black market here somehow i know right <laughs> besides your wish list you know what yes. what's some of the things we can expect you know give us some secrets the, to the future of your your zoo what's uh you know what are these phases you talked about yeah, um, phases are basically just uh, additions I want to do, and one that me and Rob have talked about a lot is uh, I got a pond in, in a corner of the property that uh, once I get that fenced in, we're going to have a pier going out there, and we're going to have some koi fish and 
Lots so you, you talked things. about a waterfall rehabilitation center. Is that still a, a viable idea? I don't know about rehabilitation. It'd be more like the along the lines of the Baldy of if you can't re- rehabilitate it back to the wild. It's a place you know, to heal, be, and if they don't heal, there's their home. Right, yeah. Yep. The plan that you uh, spoke of is you have this pond. It's all within your property. There's yep. two giant bluffs behind it, so even if you had a massive flood, you would have to flood the earth before these would overflow. <laughs> and uh, they seem to be not necessarily man-made. They could possibly be man-made, but there's definitely no connecting body of water. So right. uh, up here across it, you know, having broken wing waterfowl and koi below it. Mm-hmm. And uh, koi in their natural setting, so they have, you know, hopefully, we're, we're still trying to measure, but hopefully over six feet uh, so they can winterize yeah on their own with some uh, little help with aerators and, and goodies but um, what other stuff that you got going i know you have the entire front of the zoo that you had some ideas with some more uh more hooved animals yeah i'd say along with that pond area the rest of the wooded area in the zoo um, i want to do more of the north american like cougars that would be a big cat right absolutely yeah lynx badgers stuff like that see you um, have bears ba- yeah. badgers bears and then 65 year old women wearing leopard print cougars yeah cougars yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the nanny. It's That's what keeps going through my head every time black, I make that joke. Behind the black curtain, right? Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Vergus, Minnesota, TrowbridgeCreekZoo.com, but go to your Facebook page to find Fa- more yeah. of the information. That's Facebook's where you have probably, the videos, the content. That's contents. probably the best place to get uh, content, yeah. And if you want news, like, did you know did they have a baby porcupine, You know, and you want to see the cute baby lemurs, <coughs> that's yeah. the place to see it. You're going to get the uh, updates and the notifications and uh, the events, because you've had a lot of events there in the past. Yeah, we have. What's some upcoming events you're going to do this year if you're thinking about? Uh, fish show. <laughs> uh, fish show. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I'm sure. I think we're doing Kids Day uh, first Saturday in June, I think it is. We some, Sometimes on the 4th of July, kind of depending when it is, we'll have a event. And then every fall, we've had a fall fest as well. And yeah, always great turnouts. Well, that and he's going to be doing a Pokemon Go uh, tournament at his, uh, his establishment. Does he know this yet? <laughs> Probably not. So one of the fun things we did here in Perm, just, just for food for thought, and when people are listening, if you have a business that has a Pokemon stop, this is fun to do. Mm-hmm. So what you can do is you can have a bug, ke- bug catching competition. So what they do is they go to your business, and they're going to pay an entry fee for your access for your zoo, right? Right. But you offer a prize, whatever the prize may be, cash, tickets, whatever else. Free and giraffe. They have to catch a bug-type Pokemon inside the range of your zoo mm-hmm. during that day, and whoever has the highest rated, you know, the biggest Pokemon yeah. gets, the, gets the prize. They have a first, second, and third, uh, th- third place. They did that in Purim over at the ice cream parlor. You had to catch it somewhere within city limits. Mm-hmm. It worked out really well. Just all kinds of people showed up. Nice. Yeah, you gotta get, get I think I should that. do uh, whoever can uh, kill the most flies. Right. We'll get a prize. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, and your prizes, you can take them all home. Yeah. Take them up, put them in your pocket. There's another expense people don't think. It. Flies. Pest control. Yeah, you got a spray, don't you? In uh, a lot of spots. And it, this year, I don't know if it's just a bad year or what. I, I spent over two grand on trying to get rid of the flies. They were still terrible. Well, but. now it, you, the zoo is growing bigger, right? Yep. They just they have a taste for camel. That's, that's probably what, it. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. I bet They're you, exotic flies. Right? Yeah. I bet you Adam knows a guy. Who's gonna, knows a guy. <laughs> who can get you some lizards to eat those flies, probably. Yeah. I probably do. <laughs> <laughs> you got to paint up those camels. You know, use advertisement space like a NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah, be like uh, you know, at a community bank. Just oh yeah, yeah oh paint yeah. Paint it on the fur. That won't tick people off. No, that's not. No, we painted our camels just just like what they do yeah. at Easter time. There's always some numbskull who paints baby chicks. Yeah. 
you know, and sells them at a pet store, and people lose their minds. Hey, those normally taste like marshmallow, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, like like the little peeps. <laughs> right. That's there we what, go. Oh, you're not talking about peeps. No, I'm talking oh. about real live chickens. I won't eat those this and time. And they paint them, paint them bright pink, bright blue, and yeah. then people just lose their minds. They'll do that with the rabbits, too. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I, I see your wife. She has purple hair. We don't, no one complains about that. She does have purple that. hair. And you know why? Because when we are on the cruise or at a concert, I can find her in the crowd. At least I can narrow it down to 25 people. You just look up for me. You know, going along with that, sheep farmers, for every 100 sheep you have, you put in one black sheep. So if you got country sheep, you just count how many black sheep you have. That's kind of So if you're missing a black sheep, you're missing 100 sheep. Hold on. (laughs) What if they have 150? Do they plant one like half black? Um, Like a cow? Yeah, maybe they go by 50. Havesies? I don't know. know. Oh, God. HR is going to be down here again. (laughs) All right. Well, is Adam? You had questions that you saved up so politely. I I can. Uh, they they can wait. Are you sure? Because the, you know the audience is listening. They might want to be a part of a couple of those. Okay. You just have the reg- What uh, species of kangaroo do you have? Do you have the reds or the grays? I got one gray and two reds. Okay. Now I was wondering because I was looking into wallabies at one time, mm-hmm. and somebody had told me <laughs> that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's so nonchalant. I was looking at wallabies. Is this you know? the type of nuts the uh, people that you hang out with? Like, I was looking at wallabies. Uh, how have I not met Adam before? Right? Yeah. How does he not have a zoo? You know. Okay. Well. Anyways. Um. He's got the four people kids. that I was talking to because they had some. They said that you had to sh- shield the water because if the birds crap in it, there's a parasite that'll kill the wallabies. Is that the same way for kangaroos? <laughs> I think, um, I think Dusty just fell off his chair. This like, is why Dusty brought a cap on his water that, bottle. That is the first I have ever heard of that. I'm not saying okay. it's... Giggle that on the inner tube there, Adam. Yeah, I'm not saying it's false, but it's probably... There's something behind it. Horse pucky. I mean, our our uh, our water bowls are you know maybe three gallons, so the chances of a bird carrying the disease or whatever and crapping in it is probably pretty rare and they get cleaned out daily so well that's what i mean that's what i that's what i couldn't understand because it just made no sense (laughs) why would a bird carry something that would kill you know a wallaby or a kangaroo yeah so what are the questions you got buddy i Um, I wouldn't worry about that go ahead yeah yeah get 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 six wallabies okay get a whole pod since minnesota changed their rules a few years ago so that you couldn't have primates and Mm -hmm. wolves and big cats how uh, it was no, I don't think it was wolves. It's just I think it's just big cats and primates. It, it, uh, wolves might be on there. Wolves anyway. were put on there, and then um, bears too. Yeah. Oh my. How do you? So do you have to get <laughs> lions, and tigers, and to bears. like a zoo um, in order to get them, or how did you it, go about it? It all boils down to your local law enforcement. It really does. When when okay. I was looking into getting lemurs, I called my USDA person. They're like, well, it's, it's up to your state rules and everything we we just you know regulate how you exhibit them so i called my board of animal health they're they they kind of had the same answer it, it it's against the law but it's up to your local authorities if they're going to enforce it so then i called my local game warden that does game farm license and he's like well you got your usda license i'm cool with you having them you know so you're um, asking for permission from literally everybody from everybody and then i called the the local sheriff's office and same thing they they Checked in to make sure I had a USDA exhibitor's license, and they're like, "Yeah, we're cool with it." But not not every county is going to be the same on that. So I, I basically okay. got permission. You know, 
I, I didn't get any no's. Yeah, you go down to Hennepin. There's too many famous people getting uh, mauled by tigers that uh, you can't do that in the yeah. Minneapolis. No. But up here, I mean. In the metro area, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so, yeah, what I'm saying is I, I do have special permission from Ottertail County to okay. have primates. So the other question I have is you're not an AZA zoo, right? No, and I don't. I don't want to speak badly about them. I'm, I'm kind of against AZA because they're not really, f- they're not bad, but they also they're not really in. You know, like like my scimitar horned oryx, they'd rather fix all the males and not breed them. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, no, we need to repopulate the the world with these things. You know, they're extinct in the wild. But I am Z. There are running differences between you. Yeah. So AZA is more like your government funded zoo but we are like a they call it a zaa um zoological uh, i forget what it's called we got them on it, the spot it's, it's more for like uh, smaller guys like myself okay yeah these were good all questions right. wow, really cliff impressed. has got his yeah. game today he is well no i like i like all this stuff and yeah i'll just go into it later <laughs> <laughs> adam's gonna be having a podcast right by himself tonight this is his favorite podcast by far adam he's so excited i i, I feel like i have to talk him off a ledge or something my goodness don't worry he was like this before we were in the podcast oh zoo <laughs> let's do it but all right no more questions than adam you want to take the rest offline oh the capybaras are they as friendly as regular guinea pigs because guinea pigs are awesome um they're more friendly don't don't let them kid you they poop more if you if you hand raise them they're they're pretty friendly ours are just they're they're, they're not wild but they're just they weren't hand raised they were mother raised so they're just basically a breeding group google um, petting capybaras and you'll get this whole thing where like they're getting massaged, and they just like make these faces. Mm-hmm. They're cute. Um, you may hate them, but I love them. Down where you're at, if you uh, look up uh, Cockadoodle Zoo, <laughs> that, that sounded uh, dirty. I feel one. like you're trolling him. He's a, a friend of mine. He's got a uh, permanent spot set up at uh, Maplewood Mall right now. That just started. Yeah. And yeah. right around yes, last weekend. And uh, he picked up a he got a Kappa Bear baby from me this past spring. <gasps> I'm sure that one's good and cuddly for you and everything. I'm just trying to think. So, what what mall is it down in Minneapolis that they put this in? I mean, he, it was it's Maple Maplewood Mall, Ma- I th- correct? I know it was Maplewood something. Yeah, yeah. it just made the, the news down in Minneapolis here, and they took uh, part of the mall and yep. leased it out to the, to him for a long time. Wait, sounds yeah. Since I've known him, he's been wanting to get in the Mall of America, but it's just too big, too expensive. You know? Yeah, too expensive. I, I can't remember what the rent was. I mean, was like the Mall of America is going to a, a fifth a floor now. And of course, they already have apartments, you know, and all this other craziness. The, the bottom floor is done with sea life. It's yep. that uh, giant aquarium. They're vastly running out of space. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I think rent was like over a million dollars or something. Well, so they probably do it like a contractor that to pay over his time. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, that, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's got something going now. You know, it's not his big dream of Mall of America. It's in a smaller mall, but it, so it's been successful for him, I know. Yeah. That's the problem we have up here in northern Minnesota. I mean, you have a short season because, I mean, w- yeah, when it's it really 10 is. below, I'm not going to come over and look at your cacaberry. Yeah. Because it's probably yeah. all shriveled up in cacaberry. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he's just making stuff yeah, up. No it's more funny, beer. In, in the spring. Before yep. the snow's even gone, I'll get people that come up my private driveway, wow. ask if we're open, and we're like, the gates are closed, we're closed. You know, we're not, we got we got yeah. some spring cleaning to do first. I'm sorry, I'll leave you alone next spring, I promise. <laughs> I, I don't think you were quite that bad, but. <laughs> close. <laughs> he, close. He was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the fall, really, once it starts getting below 50 degrees, you know, you just yep. don't get the traffic and it's not worth it. Now, are you doing any programs with, with like, the local schools and stuff uh, for education to get the kids in and stuff? Um, I've done a few. I'm not the best 
He's willing, he though. Like, You've done I've, it for I've, fairs I've, and whatnot. Yeah. Well, we do uh, mobile petting zoos, I say. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we do uh, probably 10 to 12 small-town festivals every summer. Don't call them for catering. <laughs> <laughs> but as, as far as the schools, I haven't done a lot of that. I'm not, I'm not much of a public speaker to little kids. There you go, Ironically. Jimmy. You, there's a job position a, open. A job yeah. open from yeah. Little kids love me. Yeah. yeah, they'll ask you about the capybaras or whatever. Yeah, like, that you yeah. can't pronounce. I can't pronounce a lot of stuff. Yeah, I got to put up with my own kids. So put me in a room with a bunch more that aren't going to listen. How many kids do you have? I got six. See, Adam, yeah. you have no excuse. Get a zoo going. You've got six yeah. kids. I do. Yeah. Dang. When do you have time? <laughs> this was pre pre zoo. <laughs> pre pre zoo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This was pre zoo. But uh, along with the the petting zoo kind of an off-season gig, if you will. Um, after uh, Thanksgiving, we start nativities. So we bring a camel, a donkey, a ox, sheep, and goats. Um, Can we dress Jimmy up as Santa and have ca- caribou? Oh, I'll, you bet. I'll be one of the three wise men. Matter of fact, I'll be all yeah. hey, of the wise men. Hey, we'll dress my wife up as an elf. It'll be great. Yeah. If the three wise men were wise, they wouldn't have camels. That's right, because they're, <laughs> they're spitters. No, yeah. they don't spit. They don't no. spit? Uh, if they're super pissed off at you, they will spit. Man. He's got a fun camel. Right? <laughs> I got one. So out, out of all the camels yeah. that you know, this is the most fun camel I know, you know. I How know, many camels do you know, it, Robbie? I know two. You know two camels. Yeah, his camel and then the one that you're not supposed to smoke anymore. Wow. This is where, <laughs> right here is where you can put the crickets chirping for that really bad I'll get trip. right on that. So, I, can you, I'm the one that edits this. I hope yeah, you that's know. Right. So, I don't put credit, crickets on myself. I, I know. <laughs> so, do uh, you have a one hump camel or a two hump camel? Uh, we got one hump camels. One. I, I thought I, he was going to say three. <laughs> I hate that joke. I hate that joke because I do the camel rides, you know, and I get every kid. What do you call a three hump? I, I just, what, I'm sick and tired of that. What do you call a three hump camel? Hey, I don't know the was, joke. I don't know that. No? Really, you guys have to, you still have to watch uh, Zootopia. What is a three hump camel? It's a, it's a it's an animated kids movie that oh, came out a well, few sa- years ago. Save me two hours of my life. <laughs> All right, a three hump camel yeah? is pregnant. Oh. Which, it's, it's kind of a dumb joke because it'd have to be a uh, Bactrian camel. For, to have the first he's two. analyzing this way too much yeah that's why every every zookeeper hates that joke do they i just hear it too much you know that's what you do when, when those kids ask you to punch them right in the throat <laughs> <laughs> what it, that'll go well we're gonna get him a t-shirt now <laughs> i'm getting him a t-shirt what it is is the they tell that joke to a sloth and the sloth's expressions is so funny because it's such a slow slow expression that zootopia that yeah. was that was the best movie ever because the sloth worked at the dmv Exactly. Yeah. And that's where the joke comes from. Ah, I must have been drunk. But no, that, that DMV joke where the sloth is there stamping stuff was freaking hilarious. Again, thank you, Dusty, for your time coming. You're, you're here in person. We don't get this a lot, so it was nice to get you uh, local. This is your off season. So, yeah, you bet. Tackle you before we get busy and, and start opening, uh, you know, Coin the Pond or some other aquatic uh, species. We'll talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you guys want to support them, again, trowbridgecreekzoo.com. And find him on Facebook as well. We're going to get him to put PayPal on his website so you can throw money at him so we can get that giraffe finally. Yeah. If you guys are looking for you know rates, they're on the website. Otherwise, you can get a season pass, which is by far the best way to go if you're in the local Minnesota area and uh, help support the zoo. Just mention the aquarium guys, and maybe he'll give you some another you know free free uh, scoop of feed to give him. You never know. Oh yeah. And if you know if you know somebody out there with a with a giraffe that's just causing trouble, and you want to donate a giraffe. (laughs) Send them our way because we'll happily put them up in a hundred thousand dollar barn because Dusty's got nothing but money and time. Nothing but oh, money yeah. and time. Exactly. Well, thanks again, buddy, and let's kick that outro. 
You're not supposed to knock me in the head with the stump. Darn it, Jimmy. Give me the right outro this time. All right, let's, let's do it. Thanks, guys, for listening to this podcast. Please visit us at AquariumGuysPodcast.com and listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We're practically Thanks. everywhere. We're on Google. I mean, just go to your favorite place, Pocket Casts. Subscribe to make sure it gets push notifications directly to your phone. Otherwise, Jim will be crying in his sleep. Can, can I listen to it in the in my treehouse? In your treehouse, in your fish room, even alone at work. What about at my man cave? Especially your man cave. Yeah. Only if Adam's there. No. With feeder guppies. No. no. They're endless. You midget loving <laughs> sucking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll see you next time. <laughs> Later.